Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, well, in 2019, Megan the Stallion had a hot girl summer. This year, Chet Hanks caused controversy by saying it was a white boy summer. But with temperatures soaring in Canada to highs of almost 50 degrees centigrade, there is no doubt this year he's having a hot Luke summer. Welcome, my friend and yours, Luke Hot Balls Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm, I'd like to say I'm doing okay. Um, I had my second shot on Canada Day. Okay. And I'm still feeling it. So I will mm. apologize for my performance in advance. So yesterday was a day I booked off work fantastically. And what better way to spend a day that you've booked off from work than feeling ill? You do always feel cheated when that happens, don't you? You do. You do. And you very much want to redo on that one but uh other than that i'm okay and i've managed to deal with the uh the rising heat here in uh here in alberta not not quite as bad as it's been out in bc so i have to be grateful for some things of course and obviously we Mm -hmm. don't want to make light of uh (laughs) the genuine tragedies that are happening as a result of that um but you know this is a safe space we're just having a little bit of gentle fun playful um Uh, one uh, one method I've heard to keep cool in a in a in a hot sort of situation is um, oh yeah is to get a get an a, an adult nappy and uh, and <laughs> <laughs> wet it then free put put water on it and freeze it. Have you ever thought about that? Has it got to do those you, those things yet? Do you do you put it on afterwards or do, do you just feel cool knowing that it's in the freezer? It's just Don't knowing you? that you've got something great waiting for you in the freezer. <laughs> Like I would have thought there would be out. some heat heat calls from my face from the smug smarminess of knowing I've got a nice, nice uh, icy <laughs> nappy. At any moment, I could open up my freezer and have a good old look at that frozen nappy. <laughs> <laughs> just open up your freezer, just bung your face in it for five seconds, just moat about it. You could combine it with that sort of classic um, baby shower game, and if you put some chocolate in there. I hope that hope that a passerby sees you, but even it's fun for yourself as well to imagine you've got poo on your face, isn't it? I think either way. I, well, I, I wondered if you wanted to just go with this to say you put the diaper on, nappy, <laughs> and then and then you just pretend pretend you're a little baby, like ooh, I made a boo boo in my <laughs> freeze it and then keep looking at it. I think this yeah. is good. I think this is the summer sorted. Yeah, there we go. It's a hot nappy. It's a filled nappy summer. Um, <laughs> we, we've really, we've really got summer in a chokehold. Really, we've oh. really run the Rousey Armbard summer there, haven't we? <laughs> summer about ready to tap out at this stage. Okay, so um, mm. we are still refusing to engage in any news whatsoever. Uh, we will pick this up when we sort of start our uh, our preseason round, but we're still. We're still stretching our legs, Luke, aren't we? We're still having a little summer stretch. We got our nappies on. We're stretching out our legs. Um, we're waiting for that chocolate to melt, so we can waiting go. for that sweet, sweet chocolate to melt. <laughs> Oopsie! Oopsie! <laughs> I got some chucky on my flip flops. It's summer. <laughs> we're just regularly enjoying a chuck ice, ladies and gentlemen. Who doesn't love a chuck ice? <laughs> This is definitely the weirdest start to an episode we've ever had, which I love. Um, so it's, an, it's, a, it's a 99, isn't it, Rich? It's a 99. It's a ni- episode 99. We've got a flake in it. It's exactly. Mm. Do you like a bit of raspberry sauce, on red sauce on your, uh, your 99? I do. I do. I do get worried when people just refer to it as a coloured sauce, though. Coloured sauce. Because you think that it's what racist. Are, what other coloured sauces do we get? Is there a green sauce? Has that, has that been a thing? I don't know. Sometimes you get blue. You do get a sort of blue syrup with an ice cream occasionally. Is that the, is that the blue raspberry? I think so. Yeah. The classic the classic color of a raspberry. We're in the raspberry realm either way with those sauces. Mm-hmm. And and as we've touched on before on the on the podcast uh in the in the northeast known as monkey's blood. Yes. Which, uh, yes. Adds, a, adds a pretty disgusting connotation to your to your 99 flake. 
I, I did read somewhere there was a there was a shortage of 99s uh, of flakes for 99s this summer, but I don't know whether that came to anything. We're in the so- sunlit uplands of Brexit, Luke. So these are these are the sort of wonderful yeah. things that happen. We have supermarkets with pictures of kiwis rather than actual kiwi fruits. It's it's great. It's you know Donald Trump talked about winning so much that it made your head spin and you get sick of it. That's what it's like in the sunlit uplands. <laughs> Of, of Brexit Britain. Um, so what, what are we doing today, Luke? What's our, what today, are we stretching our legs into? We're going to carry on down the road of looking at documentaries. Initially, I did want to look at Once, once in a Lifetime, the uh, extraordinary stories of a New York... I always say Cosmos, but I think apparently it's Como. Oh, as in, okay. Is in Andrew Como. Annoyingly, um, couldn't, couldn't get it anywhere, even though I do remember at one point it was quite readily available yeah, yeah. so that is a little bit disappointing so we thought we would switch our attention to something that we haven't reviewed and uh something that hasn't really popped up and that's all wednesday the i believe the 2018 i think you said matt exton that's right uh directed documentary i think it was released or kind of put out even though it's 2018 i think the view was it was part of the 150th you know anniversary yeah. celebration celebrations that kind of came on and uh yeah a film that i did buy on dvd for region two and i did go and buy a region three dvd player and um i got a bit of kudos from matt axton saying putting that on on twitter a while back he's very good appreciated my commitment to doing such a thing and i (laughs) i did love it very very much even though um yeah it is readily available on youtube it's fantastic. up there now, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, free, um, free for free for all. Um, I also have it on DVD, so I, I felt mm-hmm. a sort of a certain type of smugness of uh, owning it on DVD but watching it on YouTube um, with probably slightly better fidelity on picture mm. and sound. Uh, <laughs> the thing I will say about the YouTube is one great thing about watching us on YouTube is you don't get an ad break until just into the credits. So, uh, like me, you won't get to see the Leo Vegas advert until <laughs> until the credits. <laughs> yeah, that's good timing. What is it with those weird kind of bingo casino sites where they have this kind of hot, bangable, anthropomorphized animal? Like, you know, the foxy bingo type thing? Yeah. Somebody's done some research there. Those that gambling means you want to fuck an anthropomorphized <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've a, we remember Fox and the Hound, you know. Yeah, but, yeah people. Robin Hood, Disney's exactly, Robin Hood. Robin that's what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 say. Yeah, Fox and the Hound is actual just animals, but yeah. But um, you, it turns you on anyway, <laughs> doesn't it, Luke? It does. It does it for me. Yeah. Watch that. Go get my frozen, frozen chalk ass <laughs> nappy. Ah, uh, hot Luke. And that's what I've been doing the Saturdays in between uh, recording the podcast. <laughs> Oh dear. So a film made in association with Wednesday, um, but in the opening sort of info, it says uh, that the contents are not necessarily representative of, uh, of Sheffield Wednesday. So um, all their views um, also says contain scenes that some viewers may find upsetting, which I didn't know whether that was a joke or not. I still don't know because there is a sort of, there's a bit of a, a kick in the tail of the of the of the film, which I suppose we'll get to in time. So maybe it gen- maybe it's genuine. I think it is genuine, um, but obviously, like you know, for many of us, losing football matches is upsetting as well. But but obviously not on quite the profound level uh, that gets covered mm. later on. Um, and to make it look like we thought this through and actually maybe know what we're doing podcasting wise, the very oh. first clip is of Shezza's goal at the cup final, the, uh, the onomatopoeic dink uh, being driven home, uh, which does tie in nicely with the, the 91 book that we we spoke to uh, uh, on the previous episode. Um, so I don't know. I, I think obviously, again, there's the caveat of, we are naturally going to spoil bits of this. I think we're going to try not to run through every funny comment and, and joke, which we have done on previous things. Um, mm. But if, you, if you're if you going to be bothered by the fact that we are covering ground in the film, go watch the film uh, first. Um, we're naturally going to touch on things uh, just in, in discussions that uh, 
you know, you might, there's not so much a spoiler. There's not a narrative laid out and we all know kind of the stories that are being told, even though they're from different perspectives. But basically, I think to sort of summarize what the film, how the film works, it's, we're introduced to kind of a plethora of fans and some of those faces are famous uh, or recognizable. Um, mm-hmm. And it's talking through memories of, of highs and lows of Sheffield Wednesday and being a fan and maybe what sets Wednesday apart from other teams. Um, and it's a, it's a real treat. It's a, it's, it's a lovely sort of hour and a half Um I think particularly having not been able to get to Hillsborough now for more than a year, uh, it particularly it, some parts of it are particularly poignant because you do, you do miss those moments uh, where, you know, uh, you suddenly caught by the grandeur of being at Hillsborough and the things that you're seeing in front of you. So uh, it's a particularly nice watch after, a, after a year ruined by, by uh, our good friend, the pandemic. Um I don't know. I mean, I don't know where you want to kick things off. Uh, I've just made a kind of series of kind of chronological kind of notes, just kind of going through this. I think that's probably the best way of doing it. One thing I will say, though, actually, like there is a point near the end Mm. that I I want to kind of give just to kind of give a bit of context to this. So, I I mean, it's interesting that the timeline to the film, it's, it's a bit all over the place. It is. I guess. Like, it, it doesn't look for a chronological. It kind of hops in and out. And I said it's kind of like Darren, Ofsky, Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. Right, yes. I don't yes. know if you ever remember that great pretentious art house film, which I quite enjoyed, which is Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz. Um, <laughs> I like how you say that, yeah. Rachel Weisz. Rachel uh, Weisz. Rachel uh, going through kind of their relationship through different timelines and different eras. So it's a bit like that, but I'd, I'd say if it was that, it would be uh, the, the fountain of shite. <laughs> Got to a Wednesday fan. It, it were a fountain of shite, but every now and again, randomly had some gold shooting out on it. I think it's relative to fans of different era, eras, isn't it? I think it feels a bit random at first, but then I, I got about halfway through, I was like, okay, so... We've got fans of different ages. We've got all, quite, you know, sort of. I'm not. I hesitate to say old fans, but probably fans in their kind of sixties or thereabouts who are telling us about their first games, which are from the from the sixties. That doesn't work mm. out time wise, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. People who have wit- basically, it comes down to witnessed the the um, Boxing Day massacre firsthand, for instance. Um, so you got you got those fans, and their and the highs that they talk about are uh, uh, around that era. It is, but it's the Boxing mm. Day massacre, um, and the, and the there's a middle group of fans who probably a little bit older than us, I think, Luke. But like their their sort of early days and glory days are. Mm. Are, are the 90s and the cup finals and you know the, the one of my early notes is are the classic i got into it as we were good in the 90s yes yes the classic wednesday night refrain so many mugs lulled in by uh i know <laughs> by a decent football side yeah it's that decent football for uh, those poor uh, saps um, those poor the- saps of being cognizant and memorable at a time when we were actually any good Yes, and then the lows for them are uh, relegation from the Premier League by and large, and then there's another younger group who's I think they're sort of the early. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the the the, the sort of exact timeline of things, but basically, their early memories are Sturrock's promotion. The lows are around the re- the relegation again back to the to League One, and then the highs are. Carlos's era in charge. So you kind of got these three concurrent timelines that we cut between, as you say, and and they're cut between. Uh, they were. This is just a slight slight criticism in terms of the, the the editing. The pause when you cut between these timelines is long enough for you to think that YouTube has broken. Um, <laughs> the first couple of times, like, oh no, something needs to need to load. Oh no, no, it's fine. It kicks off again. But uh, that's that's kind of the feel of it. So it's these talking heads and these broadly these three different timelines that we cut between. 
start, I loved the Pathé news footage at the start with that cut glass narration over the top. 60,000 fans in at Hillsborough, didn't matter that a little bit that it was raining. You know, that sort of thing. The whole Mr. Mr. Chumley Warner. Yes, yes. Mr. Chumley Warner. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of those Wednesday faithful mattered at the, were bothered by the weather as they sawed off Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> um, I th- so my, um, I, I sort of skipped about a bit because I, I, I w- I'd, I've taken the note um, about not absolutely sort of ruining every individual moment, but mm. I loved... Uh, so Jez, uh, I didn't catch his second name, but um, he's one of the, our talking heads and he um he's got a he's got a uh, um i'm trying to think of the best way to put it he sells sandwiches out of a van i can't think of a better way to put that <laughs> he's a sandwich he's a hot sandwich merchant he's a purveyor of, purveyor of uh, greasy delicious delicious unhealthy wares yeah is he um? Is he one of the typical characters that you've seen, kind of camped outside of Hillsborough, or uh, is that he's not part of my experience? Just because I don't come that way, it looked like he was maybe mm. further in the corner. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, I'm really struggling to to for what a better word for that would be. But anyway, it's not it's not just um, it's not just fry ups because there's a brie and cranberry. Uh, sandwich on offer there as well so you know a bit of a classy joint um <laughs> but i loved his story about being a ball boy he he talked about um big ron being getting the job as wednesday manager mm-hmm. at the time he was a ball boy um and uh, it seemed to be sort of a last minute victory in the game and, and he ended up getting a huge bear hug from Big Ron uh, which ended up on the front of the star and in the end of season video too and I just love the yes. detail of like as well going and it was in the end of season video you know it's just such a that used to be such a facet of being a fan of the team was you got the end of season video um, which obviously nowadays with kind of access to every games highlights on youtube but it doesn't really exist in the same way mm-hmm. uh i don't know if i've skipped through bits that you've got notes for there but... just uh just some commentary on some of the fans uh yeah. there's a gentleman named chris Turton. uh more fans should have a series of branded lawn balls i must say those were great very very cool they were dead classy i mean that makes me kind of want to get into lawn bowling gonna be honest it almost with made me wonder if there is a wednesday bowls team he looks Shouldn't. very like kitted up. He he looks exactly the part, didn't he? Really. I mean, we've got a blooming old woman's team, which is as justice related. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Did you love the the sheer? I thought this was some of the best um, fake versions of popular songs of certain eras. <laughs> that I've ever seen in a documentary. I don't know that I noticed that. It was all I noticed for like the first bit. I was like, I said, that's the most impeccably nondescript heart of glass ripoff I've ever heard. (laughs) And then we had my prerogative. Oh yeah. Which was interesting. Was it Bobby Brown, the original? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, all I can ever think about is, is Britta's, you know, (laughs) yes. And then we had um, a fake verse, fake version of Venus as well. I did spot that one, yeah. You know, Banana Rama's classic. Oh, I'll have to go back and I hadn't spotted that detail that they were they were sort of fake versions, but um, that's quite fun. Still, with the with the commissioning of things, I mean, it's a big get to have the Tango advert feature. Yeah, that was nice. Um, fitting for us that Tango's featured for like this kind of element of time. I mean. Yes. You couldn't really do all Wednesday without speaking to Tango, I guess. No, and that, there's some lovely details there. I mean, first off, he's a he's a Brummie. Who would have known? Yes. Oh, I, I knew. I, I I'm, I'm very I aware know. of Paul Gregory's background. Yes. Oh, you, you're a great admirer of it. Because <laughs> normally you hate things to do with the Midlands, but you love his background. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he had the most hooly looking t-shirt on which is another fun detail which it was five finger urban wear which if i could try and find it again yeah uh five finger urban wear which is 
basically describes itself on its website that it's to do with hooligans. Five Finger Omar is a leading UK-based online casual clothing company. The casual subculture is a subsection casual. of association football culture that is typified by football hooliganism and the wearing of expensive designer clothes. So, like, they're openly just going, like, um, yeah, if you're a hooligan, here's your, uh, here's your gear. Uh, so that was his T-shirt, which made me laugh. And also the fact he's mates with the guy with, with the mad wig from uh, from Pompey. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Portsmouth. Didn't he Mr. Portsmouth. change his name to Portsmouth? He did. Portsmouth. Yeah, which is fantastic. I, yeah, th- I'm glad you picked that up because I like I loved how he knows the other character fans, like the some type yeah. of yeah. Super, super fan Avengers type thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Feels a lot more Justice League, doesn't it? But uh... Yes. Yes, I would say. <laughs> but I, I did like the... I mean, the, the, it's interesting that actually a couple of the stories were just as simple as I just went along to a game and it was immediately bit, bitten by the bug. And it's kind of his... That's kind of his story. Like, they were, they were playing Carlisle mm. and I went along. Mm. Um, it's just amazing to think that he's, you know, he's got to where he is now <laughs> in terms mm. of his... his uh, his fame and fandom from just a kind of off chance. It'll be, and he'll be, you'll get to see him back, Rich. He's uh, finished his. Yeah. His band's, his band's finished, so he'll be back. Well, I saw him on Wembley Way as well. So he's obviously. Uh, yes, yeah. I saw the great tweet with someone taking a picture like behind Harry Kane, like dead into the eyes of. <laughs> Samuel. Oh, the, true, the true adversarial picture we all need in our life. <laughs> I thought he was sort of long. I thought he was more established before the Tango advert. But that it's interesting is that it was sort of. I know it's obviously like he wasn't called Tango, but I, I thought he was like a character and a feature. Then the Tango adverts came and he got called Tango. But it feels the way it's told is like almost like the second mm. or third time. He, it was almost maybe like the Tango adverts are on. He was then a large man with his shirt off, bald man with his shirt off. And then the it, it feels a lot more kind of. Um, directly related but maybe that that was just my my uh tango still a thing in the uk isn't it the drink the beverage vaguely you get mm. you get the feeling it's kind of clinging on a little bit it's made by um pepsi who are part of britvic and pepsi have britvic yeah uh, or britvic part of uh, pepsi sorry um so they you can get it in subway and that's about the only place that you get <laughs> tango served <laughs> You can get Gatorade and a Tango. It's a bit weird. A bit of a weird selection in old Subway. Mm-hmm. Alongside their tuna sandwiches that don't have any tuna in. Which don't is have funny. any DNA of tuna. Yes, yeah. I heard about that stuff, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit less sensational when you read the whole article, but still, it's quite fun to say and ruminate on. Um, one other thing I just picked out was uh, Memories of, of Luxembourg. So there was a talk of that. Kind yes. Yes. And everyone buying hot dogs, but not liking the taste of the Frankfurters, so chucking them on the floor and just eating the bun, which is so little England. It really <laughs> makes me laugh. Is it spicy? Oh, it's too spicy. Oh, chucked it on the floor. <laughs> I wish I still had my 1991 anniversary War of the Monster Trucks t-shirt oh. that the club produced with... I can't remember what they're called. I think they were like a fan-based, fan-based Wednesday clothing. Okay. East Bank Gentlemen's Club. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, that was kind of around the time. So yeah, sorry, I'm hopping around as well. Go for it. I yeah, think no, this no, is just a bit before. So yeah, with the Luxembourg bit was Luxembourg is the Grand Duchy of Europe is top local journalism. So. <laughs> <laughs> And the fans, they, would, they showed a clip of the fans just singing Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Like, you go to, what well, that's what you do, is you go to a place and you just chant where, where <laughs> you, you are. chant the name of where you are, yeah. Luxembourg, Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Oh, dear. Very funny. So on the, around the 1991, you know, we go into the fantastic, you know, War of the Monster Truck stuff. Mm. You know, we have the fantastic stuff of looking at the talking to the people behind the fanzines, which were incredible for those times. And I, I still remember my eldest brother, Andy, used to purchase quite a few when he went to games and, yeah, you know, top top tittering reads that I used to love at the time. I, the, the guy going, even Granada, it was even fantastic. Granada, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I mean, 
for people that have not watched it and maybe don't know as much about Wednesday, is it worth explaining the War of the Monster Trucks? No, <laughs> I feel like film. Our, our audience knows all about War of the Monster Trucks, right? And if you don't, then you can just watch all Wednesday, and that sums it pretty well, really. Yeah, I like, and also if we got the so Pete McGee is one of the fucking mm-hmm. heads that we uh, we we we, we uh, feature as well, and he talks about getting his first paid gig as um, doing cartoons for fanzines, which is fun. Mm. It's a shame that that fanzine culture was was fun, and I do remember. I think I remember as a kid they were a bit rude for me, but that was kind of part of the fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> like they were making jokes that I didn't really get some of the time, um, or a lot of the time, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I suppose like in a way, message boards have become the place where that kind of humour gets shared. But it's not the same. It's not the same as having a, a thing to you know look through and keep in the same way, is it? Not quite, no. But I think I do feel like yeah, ours talk and, and those sort of places, ours online are, are receptacles for a similar sort of take on things and maybe mm. maybe maybe podcasts as well i'd like to give a shout out to the person who did top work on the subtitles for youtube which i had on I, I think i just naturally had on i don't think i actually turned it on um but imagine to spell dunt as d-u-n-t as in don't matter, don't matter was was pretty fantastic yes i also really empathized with the well, well, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Sorry, but it's it is fan uh, fanzine related. But um, chapter two is focusing on the on the many lows, uh, and uh, the the two the two chaps from from War of the Monster Trucks talking about just being absolutely worn down by the week to week awfulness of it all. And I think definitely really empathised with that point, having had two years of uh, well. We had we had six months of very good football and winning football, and then everything since has been pretty pretty dreadful uh, in terms of the the timeline of our our, uh, our little. And football. who knows when it will end? Yes, fair. exactly. It's 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 not feeling like it's anytime soon. Mm. Um, yeah. So chapter one is kind of the beginnings. Chapter two is focusing on the on the lows of things. Um, we get a lot about. Dave Allen and his tenure. Get to see him saying cretins again. That's interesting. Yeah, great to see Dave Allen again. Great to see all that stuff. <laughs> Though interesting, like it, it kind of laid off some of the controversy, right? They did mention the suing the fans, didn't they? But it was very much in passing. There's nobody interviewed about that. Which I, I mean, the interesting thing I thought about this because it does give a decent whole feel of being a Wednesdayite, but I think the thing that I'd liked about it, I'm glad that so much of it's more positive than negative. Yes. Like the negative stuff isn't dwelled on greatly. I think that is the shortest bit, isn't it? The lows of the of the chapters. Mm. Well, it, fe- it felt like it sort of whizzed by in that way. Maybe it just was the familiarity of misery. It's like, okay, oh, I guess it are. needs to be kind of connected and kept in the narrative that like you know, it is it is it is the fountain of shite, effectively. Yes, yes. But <laughs> but but it's it's a better kind of watching experience to kind of mainly focus on the positives that we've got here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Though it does it does feel sometimes a bit jarring to be like, well, you know, then we be then we be Brighton in the semis. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, it, was, it was all it was all great from there, wasn't it? You know, oh, we, we went to Wembley and we beat United in, in the night three FA Cup semi final. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of it it is a touch jarring. I still think it's very well made, and I I can see. I think the more you get into it, the more you kind of see the logic behind the the pacing and the narrative. But at times, I think the same thing as you. It is it's a little jarring at times. Maybe to use a very um, in vogue critical <laughs> a phrase that critics use an awful lot about film uh i think it, it has some it has some some act three problems and i think it is as you say it's kind of jarring it's like we get shown this little glimpse of the down times so that obviously we can appreciate the the up times but it's much nicer to spend time thinking about that but it does end up being a bit of a kind of um a whiplash almost between those two 
chunks because it's it's just such a different tone. There's no kind of middle ground, mm. and maybe a, I suppose there's all you've always got to think about time, and it, and it does. There's no point where it feels like it drags or anything like that. So uh, I think it is well well paced out, and maybe maybe adding it maybe they did have another section that was more about things getting solved and things getting turned around um which would have feels like it could could find a place could have a chapter of its own um mm. maybe that just didn't because like that as i say we go straight to brighton in the semi-finals we don't see anything else from that season you could see car you could see the win against arsenal and being like oh this is mm. a team this is and i'm sure other teams had that sort of those moments as well. In fact, I think they do that for 90, for the 91, 1991 season. Right. They do a little bit more of that because you see the first game of the season and, uh, oh, this is going to be, it's going to be great now because we, I suppose we don't see the end of that so much because we've already seen the cup. I don't know. Anyway, it's, yeah, the hodgepodge sort of jumping around struggles a little bit that at that moment, that kind of, I guess in defense, though, the difficulty of doing that is you can't really tell the narrative of this is a period of success, right? No. no. And, it, and and also it's not about that. It's about, it is about all Wednesday, you know. And it's also not, it, by virtue of that, it's not tarnished too much. Because I did sort of make a note about uh, Mandarich appearing and then deleted it because it actually doesn't make a hero of Mandarich too much. Like it's mentioned in passing, but you don't go into the detail of what he did. Mm. You don't really see anything about Chancery arriving. So it doesn't make a hero of Chancery either. Like it's quite good because it sticks to the fans and the fan stories and the players on the pitch. It yeah. doesn't get too embroiled with that, which I think would have aged it badly. There's still moments where it's wistful and tinged with sadness now because you're looking at it and it's like the story that is being told here, unfortunately, mm. <laughs> you know, we're back to chapter two um, in, in terms of the Wednesday cycle of things. Um, so some of these like brighter day moments, Wembley should have been a turning point, should have been a point of togetherness and should have been should have been a step along the road for Wednesday and it ended up not being. Did you, did you remember you've watched it on DVD, right? No, I, no, I've only watched it on, on, on YouTube. But you own it on DVD. I own it on DVD. Yes. Right. Cause I did watch it on DVD. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can't really talk to you about this, but. Well, you can, if you want, I won't know. <laughs> I won't know about that. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like when I say rich isn't it so good when you put on a put on a frozen nappy full of chocolate <laughs> don't don't you just put it on and be like mm, I'm like a baby Cornetto anyway so I think the gentleman's name is David Graves so okay. he's the, he's the black American chap yes so I think there's a bit more of a narrative within the DVD and I don't know if it was like a different cut I saw okay or, whether it was just an outtakes, just kind of more on the fans. But he's he's got an interesting story because I think he's from Chicago, I think I want to say. Okay. But there's a bit more of a narrative around, you know, how how he became a Wednesdayite. Okay. But as as a yeah, so again, but you haven't seen that, so you can't There was a little bit about him, and it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge, huge feature. But I can't even remember if that was featured though, because I, I remember like learning of him from a previous one. Okay. Well, he talked think about going into the stadium and seeing like all the people stand up when they scored a goal, which is a very sort of American thing. Because it's like, yeah, that does happen everywhere. I know it's nice that 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 was your, you know, that's what hooked you into Wednesday, but. <laughs> <laughs> universal, yeah. You could have literally gone to any ground, and if the home team scored, that's what that's what would happen. Because unlike American sports, don't, most people don't sit there and just eat snacks and wander around <laughs> for hours and hours. <laughs> we sit and watch the thing that we've come to see. <laughs> While we're talking about some of the lowest moments, I yeah. it's interesting to have elements that kind of trigger you. Mm. and really seeing the bit where I started seeing snow in 2010, that really kind of took me back. And then, you know, funny, I had seen this before, but yes. initially when that snow came on, I'm like, we're going to talk about extra away, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, those two young lads. <laughs> what a 
what a token kind of third tier duff Wednesday talisman getting a consolation goal in Tommy Miller. <laughs> just says so much before the fact the rest of the narrative kind of comes in, really. Just how many games have we had where it's nil nil or one 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 at half time and then just the <laughs> And then we capitulated. You know. Capitulated just ridiculously. I did love at one point, I think part of this, and if I made this note, but I loved one of the fans, it might have been Jess being like, Well, we all know what happened after then. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to just more more fans being like, Well, this this blah, 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 blah. and then we all know what happened. <laughs> well, we know. We know. <laughs> so God bless those who attended extra away. We remember your service. <laughs> yes. And also great retelling that Wednesday won four of the last five and Exeter were inconsistent. (laughs) I loved how they're talking about that. Like, you know, they were so, you know, they were so kind of felt so kind of hard done to by the situation. They said it's, you know, felt like they're in a social experiment. And I've made a note. Being a Wednesday (laughs) fan is a social experiment. (laughs) Without the gotcha moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just continually waiting for uh, well, <laughs> for Ashton Kuchter, aren't we? Yes. Well, it's yeah. also that old adage. Well, I don't know whether it's an old adage for other people, but my personal experience for Wednesday is um, the, more, the more out of your way you go or the more things do you have to like... Basically, the more inconvenienced you are by getting along to see Wednesday, the... The, the 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 likelihood of them letting you down entirely is increased almost exponentially. Mm. So if you had a big event and you've like fallen out with your family because you're gonna you need to go see this game, oh we're gonna lose that game. If you've had a terrible time on the way to the match and you t- you don't get there till like twenty minutes in or whatever, we're gonna lose that game. Like they're never rewarded for going the extra mile to see Wednesday or watch Wednesday. They will always always let you down in those moments. And the yeah, and the more mountains you've moved to get there, the more likely it is to happen. Um, I've got a bit of defending to do. So the, there's the we focus on the one bit focuses on the 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 kid who was taken to Hillsborough by his dad. Yes, and you know has the fantastic Twitter video, yeah. which I think went viral, and a lot of a lot of people, a lot of Wednesdayites, and a lot of people just in football loved it because it summed up, you know. Yeah, a very a very similar kind of you know club experience for a lot of people. That you know he opens his covers his eyes and he opens his eyes and he's just absolutely made up with what he sees. Yes, just everything about it in his first game. Um, he's then you know asked and said you know why does he like it? He says, "Kid in Hillsborough site shocker proclaims that he likes that Wednesday score goals." <laughs> now, now kids do say the darndest things. Yes. Also, there's also the phrase from the mouth of babes as well, but I don't think that's the situation here. But to be fair to him, he he it does use they score goals. His they statement could be for the opposition as well. I think he says they always score goals. Which I don't think it's just they score goals. Oh, I thought he said always. <laughs> but either I mean. <laughs> I yeah, I love your disposition for that kid is going to get. We've yeah. got to the level where we just uh, take apart what children say. <laughs> um, I love the story. I, I apologies, I didn't take his name down. Uh, I, I I sort of missed that opportunity at, right at the start, and then spent the rest of the film sort of cursing myself for not jotting down who was who. Um, but he's the same fan who walked a player off the pitch on his shoulders in the scene. Mm, he that was fantastic. Talk, yeah. talked about the cup uh, being at the players hotel after the after the Rumbelow's cup win and get, and managing to sneak into the players party. Um, and that's where that we get, <clears throat> that's where the banana rama plays, doesn't it? As, as all the players sort of, dance about on a slightly raised stage in a very sort of drab looking hotel uh, uh sort of hotel events room um it's and and as he enters this the, the fan enters this sort of 
layer of you know unspeakable wonder um whoever talks his way in talks him into the party uh, or vouches for his way into the party says you're gonna have the time of your life lads and <laughs> really looked it looked <laughs> it looked like a very sad affair <laughs> to be honest <laughs> I mean, where, where were the where was the coke and hookers? It didn't look like the best time of anybody's life, really. <laughs> oh, I, I must say that Wednesday karaoke song that they were singing. Yes, yeah. What was that? Why didn't we? Why wasn't that on my We Are the Owls CD compilation? Why didn't I review that on the previous? <laughs> yeah, because it's it was something. To, it was Barmy Army, wasn't it? Something to do with Barmy Army. I wonder if that we was should, the, the. We should just song. do a really terrible Wednesday song, Rich. Yeah. Well, I say Sheffield, you say Wednesday, Sheffield. Sheffield. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. I think we should. You I think should. we should go full. <clears throat> I think um, we should go full like Jive Bunny, <laughs> 80s slash 90s XS. Yes, yes. Lots of samples and record scratching. <clears throat> what, what, Wednesday? Some brilliant editing, I will say. We've been a bit critical of some of the editing. The fantastic bit with... We had talked about the Wickham, Wickham game. I, yes. If I would have done this, I, I would have talked about... And we can... we can talk, Let's... I'll put a pin... Actually, I'll put a pin in that. We'll talk about it some other time. There was some bit about the Wickham game wasn't covered. However, cutting away from Nile Ranger taking his shirt off was fantastic. Because, yes, it's not about you, Niall. Mm. You are not a changed man. He's still a naughty boy. He really wasn't a changed man, was he? No, he wasn't. No. <sighs> I sort of would have liked us to have given him a chance. I think he was after all right. That he was all right, but I think there was quite a there were quite a few characters around that time who yeah. were very. I don't know. I I feel like I'm a unique person, seemingly, because there are times I find myself kind of traipsing across some kind of argument on our talk <laughs> regarding some players and I'm like people are like oh he was terrible and I'm like oh, I I thought he was okay and and that, yeah. one of those people I I'm going to say Sanchez Watt yes yeah I didn't think Sanchez Watt was was anywhere near as bad as people said he was no I I, I don't really understand what happened to him I tend to agree yeah it's a uh, it I like I did uh, I like that whole um, the yeah, the section on the on the 2011-12 season. Lots of sort of knowing knowing laugh inducing moments, and definitely like rubbing it in uh, with the pigs talking about mind the gap and things like that. That was really fun. Mm. It is there's a slight wistful tinge to that, knowing that we are now back in League One. Um, yeah, I know. It's a, it, that's what sort of adds a bit of a the coda to the film. <laughs> is uh is is the world laughing at us yet again as we uh as we dip dip below the waves um it makes you wonder if football is truly a cyclical thing i mean we'll get into what we think but i i feel like me and you are probably going to be in agreement that wednesday you're probably gonna have a pretty duff season mm, yes yeah but it also kind of makes you secretly maybe get a little bit excited that the year after that uh, yes <laughs> that's that's going to be when the pigs come down when they get relegated this year, and Absolutely. then we can take them. And yeah. they hire Danny. They hire Danny Wilson. They hire Danny Wilson. Manderich comes back. I think it'll be Brian Laws this time. They hire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've got Brian Laws is your best manager for years. Well, that's that's my impression of the collective Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. Does this bring us on to chapter four, which is incredibly? I got a well, I, I, just a couple of tiny th things to touch mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. I, I loved hearing about the Boxing Day massacre memories from fans that were there. That was really lovely, and seeing some of the footage. Um, although it's it's unfortunately at that point where like footage is so old, it sort of almost doesn't bear any resemblance to reality. But uh, it was nice to hear some stories around that time and and the. Uh, this the same Wednesday fan who went on the pitch and carried a player off uh, on his shoulders, managed to sneak his way into the uh, the celebrations after the cup win. Uh, also told a story about wandering into a pub and sort of basically, um, well, to cheering in the face of a a piggy landlord. So a bit of a one. 
is that fan a bit of a one i wish i had taken down his name because he does he, he he does have some of the best anecdotes um and the other thing just talk when we when they were talking about the 2014-15 playoffs um i just will never tire of seeing footage from that night against brian it was so special to be part of it was so the football we were playing was extraordinary the goals we scored were fantastic and just the yeah the, the whole stadium lit up with lights i know that's been done to death and i think somebody even in the comments says it was like a coldplay gig we i think we did it before the coldplay gig i think coldplay copied the fact that people did it at stadiums i'm not uh, the coldplay are not innovators in in uh the idea that there's lots of people in a stadium so they could put some lights on them um just yeah, it it, it it was such a special moment. So it's it's really nice to see that again. But uh, that does bring us on to to chapter yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, Chris Martin, consciously uncouple yourself from that concept, dickhead. <laughs> I used to love uh, that. There's an Adam and Joe running gag about him like dragging the rest of the band into these stupid outfits and things like that. <laughs> Guys, we're doing graffiti this time. That's going to be the theme. They're just like these just normal lads, like, oh, great. What do I have to wear this time? We're all going to be in mankinis. <laughs> oh, dear. Although Chris Martin did take part in a very funny uh, comic and quite self-aware comic relief sketch about uh, doing a musical for Lord of the Rings, which does make me like him a lot more than, than uh, I maybe would otherwise. Have you ever seen that? I've not, no. You'll have to send to me offline. Oh, uh, it's it's pretty funny, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the, the fourth chapter is really going through where where sort of tragedy has touched people's lives, um, and how the club has been intertwined with that, and how the club has maybe helped with that. And by club, I mean the community around the club, the fans, the people, not so much. Um, individuals who are under the employ of Sheffield Wednesday, although I'm sure many of those uh, have been part of the help. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know how much there is to say here. Uh, what, In terms of looking at this as a, as a piece of creative work, how did you feel about that being a kind of end segment to things? And do you have any, you know, do you have any other? I, I don't know where else you'd put that stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like it's an intrinsic part of a fan experience? I, 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 th- I think I probably do, and I, I know this is a small, a small part of it. But I, I do f- one of one of my weirdly one of my favourite moments at football matches is when a player goes off injured and everybody stands to applaud them off because I love those moments where it's almost like. It's an acknowledgement of there's a bigger thing at play here. It's not just yeah. yeah. There's this the tribal sort of rivalry on the on and off the pitch, but there's also just something we're part of a bigger shared experience. Um, and I think those moments are lovely, and you do get that. I, it, it was maybe a, it ended up being a little bit overdone, but like minutes applause for fans who passed away, and that's one of the things that's covered. Um, those those moments do, do are an intrinsic part, I think, of being being a you know a fan. Um, so I, I do think it was good that it was covered, and I I guess you wouldn't want it would cast a pall if it was uh, put somewhere else within the within the film. Yeah, I think you need something to to show that you know every 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 bit of every kind of fan experience is a drop in the ocean and the kind of continuation. Of all the narratives of all Wednesdayites, right? All the connection that we feel, and that's that's part of the bigger, the bigger lengthy narrative that we all have, right? Yeah. Um, now, quite often we joke about you being cancelled, Luke, and I'm going to launch mm. a couple of things that I've written here at the end that may well result get you cancelled, get me cancelled, or or maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. Okay. But one of the st- one of the sort of it wasn't so much a tragic story because this one had a happier ending, but one of the stories was about a little lad born with a hole in his heart who ended mm. up being a mascot, carried on mm-hmm. to the pitch by his favourite player, Jack Hunt. Jack Hunt. Jack Hunt. Jackie Hunt, as I used to like calling him. Um, now, I was born with two holes in my heart, okay? And I think I deserve to be a mascot too. 
and carried onto the pitch by Barry Bannon. You might say, Rich, he's a cherubic little child, and you are an overgrown man. You said previously, Luke, the best time to is 20 years ago. The next best time is today. Wednesday can right the wrongs of yesterday by making me a mascot now. I was a cute kid too. You know, don't forget that. It, just, it all feeds in. So what do you think? Do, are you, can you get behind this motion, Luke? I am. I am. I'd love to see Barry Bannon really just ruining his body, trying to carry you onto the pitch. <laughs> Using the last years of his career on <laughs> lumbering around with me. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd also i'd also like the great idea of him doing this and and ruining his body in the process and you saying to him during the process being like well you, you did say you want to retire at sheffield wednesday so you know, <laughs> we're just bringing we're just bringing that date a little bit further Carpe DM as i leave DMs. <laughs> you can spend you can think the thing the pulse is very you can spend more time at home with your uh your very very beautiful wife yes yeah. <laughs> oh dear so, so there you go that is um i don't there should be a hashtag probably <laughs> what would that hashtag be rich <laughs> i don't know oh we should think of one i see your one hole and raise <laughs> you were born with two holes in your heart rich i was born with two holes in my heart yeah well man yeah and you've, you've uh, come a long way baby oh Absolutely. As I said, I was born with two holes in my heart and my um, umbilical cord wrapped around my neck three times. I did have a friend who said, could you not take a hint? <laughs> <laughs> I do love the idea of you just being very kind of, very putsy, kind of slightly maybe Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know, like that kind of character. Just, just getting yourself into all these like, little baby scrapes. You shouldn't have left it out. Um. I um, I had a, I I would have had a sister who died of a hole in the heart. So. Oh right! Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, we've all been, we've all been touched. Anyway, should we go back to talking about this 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 young kid? How about um, hashtag Barry Carry Rich? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. Rich could be like, I. I've carried you, Barry, for so long. Now it's time. <laughs> now the tables have turned. Now the tables have turned. Now the carry carrier becomes the carried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also just more enamored that you didn't go with the as, as a as a Scottish contingent of different gravy, you didn't go with the most Scottish of, the, of our players. That's Liam Palmer. Oh yes. The flying Scotsman, as we all call him. The flying Scotsman. The real reason that your team didn't progress any further in the Euros was the staggering omission of Liam Palmer. I genuinely think we would have done better with him in the team. But I, I think the thing is, I think Barry Bannon, the comedy value of him trying to hold me in any way, it just is, it's very visually arresting. And I think Liam <laughs> might actually be built enough to do a decent job. Like, I think he might be able to. Right, that's, that's kind of the problem with it, really. Arms. And I'm just imagining you on some type of throne as well. <laughs> <laughs> with a crown and a, like, a little, little kind of cape. And just the smallest players, like Alex, <laughs> Alex Hunt and Barry Bannon holding me along. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other midgets? I don't know. Well, we will see. Kim Harris back for a temporary. Kim Harris, yeah. I was going to say, well, we'll see who, we'll see who else is promoted from the youth ranks for the 2021-2022 season. There are midgets we do not know about, Rich, (laughs) and we don't know about them because there's poor coverage of the academy stuff online. Midgets beyond our imagination. But it's fine because we'll get to know them because they'll be first team players. Hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, we said we weren't going to talk. We're not about doing this. We're not, doing, We're not this. doing this. Not doing this. I yeah. A lot of that stuff was very heartbreaking in in yeah. chapter four. There's a lot of the emotion was nailed very well. You know, it, it was nice to focus on those stories. I it it still gets me about um, 
the two fans who went to Coventry yeah. and didn't come back. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the abiding. It's the same. It's almost word for word uh, the the phrase that's used about the Hillsborough disaster. You know, there's these are people that just went to the football. They didn't do anything more daring than that, and never came back. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is uh, hugely affecting and easily relatable to for anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely. Do you find just just switching gears here? This is really to kind of focus on the fan experience and looking at this. Mm. A great reminder, probably around this time, that coming into this season, that we are essentially the club yes. beyond beyond Chancery PLC and Sheffield one, Sheffield two, Sheffield three, whatever the the various shell corporations are. Um, Less, lessons learned from around. Sheffield 1 to Sheffield V. <laughs> That's the corner shop said. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, we're the abiding sort of essence of the club. Mm. Everything else is um, can fall away, but there's the, the, this is, you know, what the, the kind of beating heart of everything is, is the fans, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because they do show the empty stadium and I think Pete McGee is on the voiceover sort of saying, you know, none of this makes sense without the fans. And it's just funny that we've had a full season and a, and, a, and a, another sort of half season or at least a kind of tail end of a season with no fans in the grounds. It's going to be... Um, so we've kind of had that bizarre experience of no, no fans in the ground that would almost be unthinkable. Uh, and I'm very, very much looking forward to my first... Game since uh, since the Man City Cup game, I'm going to see the uh, the friendly with Chester next week. My uh, the Seals are my my local team, so uh, I'm I'm very very much looking forward to that. I don't know what sort of shape Wednesday will be in when we when I see them, but uh, I, I suppose I can report back it in in a small amount of detail uh, on on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, any other sort of thoughts so the biggest twist in the whole tale of this for me alongside the leo vegas advert within the credits <laughs> um was the the spelling of trevor braithwaite doesn't have an e on the end oh yeah i thought he had an e on the end that's a big twist <clears throat> it's a big old twist they um they gave some thanks to a lot of people including the wednesday week i saw that yeah which was nice but i, I don't recall seeing any of those those uh those fine personnel no part of us so it's interesting including including also vintage wednesday vids which uh oh, yeah. i imagine is is a youtube site i think yes. i've seen some of their stuff before but like i don't know if they they're actually the original copyright holders i know yeah yeah that's quite funny isn't it but yeah that was, funny. That was still yeah. on youtube but yeah um I've just i've got i probably shouldn't say this but i've got i've got to say it and i have to say i have to say and an and apologies because this is um indistinctly poor taste but i was really glad his dad didn't die i just had this weird feeling because we were doing the sad moments and his dad had been the start of it i was really really worried and i think i'm just so programmed for like gotcha moments from films and TV. You know, like almost every time somebody's in a car, you just expect the car to be hit on TV shows now because it's just such an overused, dramatic kind of ploy. And I just thought with the documentaries, like, is this going to be, is the end of it going to be? And like, this is dedicated to my dad and and like my dad's gone. I'm really, really pleased he's not. Uh, but I, I can't help, I, can't, I couldn't help having that thought. Did you not think that i suppose you've seen it so you wouldn't have thought it this time but did you have that thought at all the first time i i'm a bit confused i'm gonna be honest <laughs> what how do you mean who's who's, who's dad who's who's dad matt, matt, matt exton's dad is kind of like featured at the start and talks is one of the talking heads and then when we got to the oh, second, i was okay. like oh crap oh i really really like i can't i'm not emotionally you're not off. ready for that circle back to say yeah things. yeah because so yeah, yeah. many documentaries, it'd be like, and I support Wednesday because of my dad, and here's my dad. The film's dedicated to my dad, and then the end would be, and by the way, sadly passed away. Like he, that just I, 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 I'm really glad it didn't happen. I'm not making light of the thought of it happening, but I can't help that, like my brain because I think, as I say, I've seen it so often, 
as a trope, my brain naturally was like, oh crap, is this going to be, that's going to be the kind of last thing that kind of would close out with and then I'm going to be in bits before, you know, before bedtime. <laughs> but uh, I was really pleased that it didn't happen. Um, so, I mean, kudos to to Matt for not not uh, not having that gotcha moment and also to his dad for p- thankfully being around. So. Not kicking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. As I say, lots of caveats and apologies, but I was thinking that it's you know you know there's like films there's like sites dedicated to like does the dog die or whatever so that people can know ahead of time <laughs> like before I get emotionally invested in this is this going to be what they do yeah um, so it was almost a bit like that I was like ah oh, no I didn't know this was going the way we were headed because um, as I say when I when I saw the comment at the start about some people finding it upsetting i was just like hilarious wednesday can really be upsetting but obviously there are bits towards the end that are genuinely upsetting and moving so um mm. it probably isn't a joke but it was just my assumption at the beginning it's like hilarious good one <laughs> losing to exeter is very very depressing uh but it's it's a great watch i think anybody that's not seen it, it i would recommend uh dedicating a bit of time towards it it's really um it's really good, and I think particularly against the backdrop of fans not being allowed in stadiums for so long, um, it's particularly poignant. Um, mm. And and maybe even at this sort of time, uh, uh, we've talked a bit about enthusiasm tanks and things like that. Like, uh, f- frankly, Wednesday have have let everybody down on so many levels consistently for the last. 24 months um it's nice to sort of be reminded why we're all here and why we why we stick through these things so it's a bit of a it's a good sort of top up for that enthusiasm tank i would say i might see wednesday again rich one day yeah could happen as long as you don't get the wrong vaccine (laughs) i'm I'm fuming because i've got one of the wrong vaccines so i'm not allowed to go to europe or or america so silly um but yeah, as long as you get yourself, as long as you're poorly with the right vaccine, then uh, I'm sure, sure we'll let you in at some point. Well, I guess it's uh, uh, it's working, I guess. So I guess I am. I guess it's working. It's working. It's going haven't... to work fast by making me feel like shit. As long as you haven't pooped it out already. Am I right? Um... <laughs> uh, oh. Do we want to solicit... Uh, entries for next week's show. I think that would be lovely. Let us do that. So do you want to give a, a, a bit of a, a... Sorry that this is unprompted, but do you want to give a bit of a rundown? Obviously, I will. Our 100th episode. Yes. So in two weeks' time, mm-hmm. um, we're releasing this on the 4th of July. So the 18th of July, we will put out our 100th episode of Different Gravy. And in celebration of that, we want to do... Might not be the most original thing, but uh, something that I thought would be really, really nice for us to do as part of maybe kind of curtailing and ending a very difficult kind of period for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be lovely to have an episode where we talk about our favorite Sheffield Wednesday memories. And so Rich and I will be feverishly working away like beavers to bring back (laughs) some of those some of those great memories that I think we have from our time as Wednesdayites. Yeah. And um, we would very much like our amazing listeners to contribute. Yeah, please. Um, I think anything anything that you're willing to, to share, uh, we'd be really happy to receive. And I think, uh, yeah, it feels like a big moment. It's, it, it's been... Broadly, it's it's great fun putting together the podcast, and we're really you know we continue continue to be amazed that anybody else listens, uh, and we're so <laughs> pleased that people do seem to enjoy it. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of an opportunity, I think, hopefully, just to sort of celebrate those good things and and uh, again remind ourselves why why we stick with this blooming football team uh, yeah. with some some of those those sweet memories. Uh, so we should probably tell people how they can do that, can't we? Uh, so if you want to send them through Twitter, we are at gravy underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, so you can you can at us or you can DM us. You can slide into our DMs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or we do have uh, – we, we're one of the very few folks in the world that have managed to get a Gmail 
email address. Uh, so pretty cool, not to brag, but we are differentgravypod at gmail.com as well. Uh, so it would be lovely to hear from some of you. Uh, I think it will add to the the, the show. Um, we're hoping to make a bit of a bit of a thing of it being our, our hundredth episode. So uh, yeah, whatever you can contribute would be fantastic. Uh, and other than that, that's about it from me this week, Luke. Excellent. Yeah. And me too as well. Well, I hope you you rally and feel better, Luke. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I do. You, do you get the thing where people go feel better, like really, like with an exclamation mark as well? Yes. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's on me to feel better, you know. <laughs> Hope your immune system works, you fuck. <laughs> stop being such working. a weakling. Hope you stop get over that. stop being a pussy. <laughs> it's one of those strange things though, isn't it? Because I don't think we've got good language around lots of those things. Because No, uh, no, we don't. Because I'm someone that I would say I don't believe in luck. But then good luck is about the only thing you can say in certain situations. There's no, like, good alternative. No. So you end up saying good luck, and it's like, I don't really mean that's meaningless from me. <laughs> but it is, it's the only platitude I have to hand. Um, well, I don't know what to say then, Luke. I hope that you, whatever happens, happens with your current um, abiding health situation but Thank it would be nice if it moved in a positive direction although I appreciate that is not um, a conscious decision you're able to make how's that beautiful <laughs> you've got away with words Rich <laughs> oh, and you folks at home I also hope that you continue to be well and safe uh, some of that will be based on your own uh, affirmative actions that you can take in your life. Some of that will be the whims of the universe at, at, at large. Um, I don't blame you for the bad things that happen for, to you unless it's entirely your fault. So go about your week with that in mind. And I'll say cheerio to you, Luke, and I'll say cheerio to those folks at home. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. May, may the odds be forever in your favour. Uh-huh. <laughs>